It's either it's getting granted or he is a thick bastard. Change the world. I don't know if you've heard of him, but soon you will. In 2019, I will be the first all elite wrestling champion. Joey Janela, and I'm a bad, bad boy. I am already a champion. I'm Chris Jericho. And I am all in with All Elite Wrestling! Las Vegas, Nevada at the MGM Grand Garden Arena! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Martin and you are listening to Elite Talk exclusively on the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen to me talk all things Elite. And before I dive into any of this news that I want to talk about, I just want to um, give a quick apology out. I wasn't able to record on Saturday, which means it's been a week since the last Elite Talk. And even then, the last Elite Talk wasn't on anything AEW-wise. It was a rant on Charlotte and uh, Ronda and Becky, so it's been quite a while since I've talked about anything All Elite Wrestling wise, so let me just go over the quick things that I've missed, uh, starting with the Undertaker, with the, uh, Undertaker news at Starcast 2, Undertaker is scheduled to be showing up at Starcast 2, um, Starcast 2 is obviously in line with AEW, just look at all the fucking posters, the AEW logo is spread everywhere, Conrad Thompson who runs the show is almost one of the voices of AEW already, he's been at both rallies, he's presented both rallies, so yeah that's a big thing to take away from this, obviously a lot of people looking at it in the sense of, oh well we can fantasy book Sting and The Undertaker now, Um, I don't know if Sting is still under contract with the WWE but I know that The Undertaker officially isn't anymore, Undertaker is like a free agent, but um, Dave Meltzer pretty much confirmed that The Undertaker is retired in ring-wise, and so he should be as well. I've I've not watched The Undertaker in a comfortable match in years. Um, it's been uncomfortable, it's been awkward watching him, and it's a shame, you know, we've, we've grown up with him for so long, and he's been such, such um, a constant performer, and just to see him in the last few matches that he's had, especially the Roman Reigns match, that, I mean... That obviously was one of the times where I turned around and I was like, I respect Roman Reigns for it because he carried The Undertaker a lot and, you know, that could have failed more miserably than it already did. Um, So, yeah, if I never see The Undertaker wrestle again, I'm not going to be bothered. I'm going to be quite happy, actually. His legacy is going to last regardless. Um, Obviously, he's a wrestling legend, not just WWE-wise. Um. So, yeah, obviously people are talking about is he going to show up in AEW. I wouldn't pin your hopes on it because, again, why are AEW going to pay all that money just to have him show up on TV once or twice, cut a promo, and that's it. You know, if fans are going to pop for seeing The Undertaker, I mean, it's not even going to be The Undertaker. WWE own the copyright to The Undertaker gimmick and The uh, American Badass gimmick. So anything, anything at all that Mark, I think his last name's Calloway, I think, anything that he's done, in his career, apart from before it was WWE in this respect of when he was in WCW with Paul Heyman, which was very, very short. Um, in regards to the Undertaker gimmick, any version of it, um, 
or the American Badass gimmick, he can't do it because it's copyright to WWE. So if he was to ever show up in AEW, he'd be showing up as himself or he'd be showing up as a completely different gimmick, which again, himself alone would get that one pop one time and then that'd be it. It'd be pointless. So if they want to go ahead and spend all that money and get him to show up once on TV and do nothing, um, I think even fans will look at it and go, well, what was the fucking point in that? So I can't see him ever showing up on AEW. And he doesn't need to. AEW don't need him. Um, and he doesn't need AEW. But yeah, showing up at StarCast 2, considering it's heavily in line with AEW, um, it was just a bit of an interesting talking point. But anyway, moving along. AEW sold out Vegas in record time. And again, I'm not going to stay too long on this because it's I, I could talk about this for ages. Jericho said it perfectly the other night on the um, newsletter with Dave Meltzer. Uh, look, wrestling-wise, at this level, have, have never sold out Vegas. They've never done it. Um, AEW sold it out. Pre-sale, they sold it out in under five minutes. General sale, they sold it out in under four minutes. That's it. That's all I need to talk about. I don't need to get into any arguments with anyone whatsoever. That in itself, the numbers and the facts say what it is. Uh, people still want to shit on AEW and they still want to say, oh, well, the majority of it was scalpers. Um, it's still a small building compared to WWE's booking. Look, talk shit all you want. This has never happened in the wrestling landscape. Never. Um, according to, I think it was Dave Meltzer as well, newsletter, um, more people tried to buy, I think it was either pre-sale or general sale tickets for AEW. Basically, more people tried to buy tickets for AEW in under five minutes than the entire um, ticket, uh, the entire number of tickets were sold for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And that's it. Again, I'm not arguing that. I'm not going to sit here and defend that. That's fact. That's facts and it's numbers. You can't argue it at all. So for any AEW haters out there that want to say, oh, well, um, it's scalpers and it's not a big stadium, blah, 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 you can suck a fat dick, can't you? Because it's there. Go and read the numbers. Go and read the facts. Um, Suck out. Anyway, (laughs) moving on to much more recent news. So I'm going to start with this breaking news. In the last few hours... Ty Dillinger has confirmed himself. It's not a rumour from any dirt sheet. It's not Dave Meltzer saying he's heard it from some guy. This is officially from Ty Dillinger's Twitter account. Um, He's basically confirmed that he's handed in his notice, or that he's asked for his request, sorry, from WWE. And by the looks of it, it's about to get granted. Um, Ty Dillinger's gone gone on a Twitter. Gone on the Twitter. Fucking hell, I sound like about 90 years old then. Ty Dillinger has gone on Twitter, fuck's sake. (laughs) And he's put out a statement himself. The statement reads, Before rumours begin to spread, let me set things straight ahead of time. This evening, I requested my release from WWE. In the past five and a half years with them, I have seen and done some wonderful things. Things that I am very proud of and will never forget. I have met and have worked with unquestionably... Some of the greatest talent on this earth and the pleasure has been all mine. He goes further on to say um, that it's it's his decision and it's the right decision at this time for him and for WWE. Um, and I'm going to join WWE when I say look, best of luck in all your future endeavours, to be honest. Um, are people excited at the possibility of Ty Dillinger joining AEW? Uh, AEW, fucking hell. I'm tripping over my words today. I don't even know what's going on. I've not even had coffee yet. I'm on a bowl of cereal. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
Are people excited to see Ty Dillinger possibly in AEW? Of course they are. Ty Dillinger has been over with the fan base for so long. Not just his gimmick, but himself in general. Um, Do I see Ty Dillinger as a big signing for AEW? No, I really don't. Uh, Ty Dillinger isn't exactly a young chicken anymore. The only thing Ty Dillinger could hope for right now is that it turns out to be a Juice Robinson in the sense of where he just goes somewhere that isn't WWE and he immediately clicks with the fan base and he immediately gets over by himself. He needs to get on a promo hype. He needs to go um, and cut his own promos because even Kevin Owens came out and said it and put Juice Robinson over and said that Juice is one of the best promos in the game and we never saw that in NXT. We never get to saw. We never got to see that in WWE, and then we got to see it in New Japan. So for me, Ty Dillinger, you can tell that he's charismatic and you can tell that he's he's confident in himself and his abilities. Again, he's not Kenny Omega in the ring, but the majority of wrestlers nowadays aren't, so we can't hold that against him. If Ty Dillinger really wants to go out there and he wants to make a name for himself away from WWE, he might end up showing up at Ring of Honor, he might end up working New Japan, and that would be awesome for him. I think, personally, New Japan would be a great place for Ty Dillinger um, to start off. I don't think he should go to it. Well, if he, show, if he shows up at AEW, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but I think it would be better if he went to New Japan. I think more people would get his gimmick. I think his gimmick would be more over, to be honest. He might even team up with Juice Robinson. That would be cool to see. Um, but look, if Ty Dillinger really wants to get over away from WWE, he has to work the promo game. He has to go away and record his own shit. Um, it has to seem genuine. Otherwise, if he does just show up on AEW in four months or five months' time, wherever, wherever it's going to be, whenever it's going to be, um, and he just works a, a kind of the same gimmick, because he's not going to be able to take the gimmick away. He's not going to be able to take the Perfect 10 gimmick away. It's WWE's trademark copyright i assume so anyway so he'll have to go and create not is in a new gimmick but if he just goes to aew and he just works on tv and he does nothing else apart away from that then it's just gonna look like he's just the same guy that he was in wwe and people aren't gonna resonate with it so yeah ty dillinger these it's a really good opportunity for him in person i think this this should have happened last year um Ty Dillinger hasn't been going anywhere for ages, but I'm I'm happy for him. And by the looks of it, it is going to get requested again for the fact that Ty's gone on Twitter and he's announced it himself, and for how in depth he went saying he thanks everyone he's worked with and blah blah blah. It's either it's getting granted or he is a thick bastard because if he has come out and said that, and WWE today or tomorrow turn around and say, well, no. You've gone on Twitter and you've announced that, and we haven't said that you can have it, so we're going to freeze you out now. And they and they pull a Neville. I mean, I don't know what time this guy's contract's up. I assume I'm a little. I assume it can't be much longer. Um, but then again, it could be. Who knows? Who knows when the fuck he signed on till? But um, I've lost my place now. The point that I'm trying to make is that if. He's going on Twitter and he's putting this out there like that and they've not even said yes or they've not even said, um, all right, there's a good possibility you will end up getting it. If they turn around and, re- and reject it, then he's going to look like a fucking goon. Um, they're obviously not going to use him and if they are, it's going to be in a comedic value. So, yeah, as T- Ty Dillinger could have ended up burying himself here, but I doubt it. Um, also, 
Rusev, Nikki Cross. <clears throat> I think his name is Jason Ayers, one of the referees. I think so. And No Way Jose. Um, four Twitter accounts that I've seen so far. Wishing Ty Dillinger all the best and you're know, saying good luck. So, for me, it looks pretty much set in stone that it's going to get granted and he's going to leave. Um, obviously, with WWE now bringing up these NXT guys, um, obviously we saw DIY come up on Raw and SmackDown. We had Ricochet and Alistair Black. Also added to the fact that six weeks ago they brought up EC3, um, Lacey Evans, uh, Heavy Machinery. It was supposed to be Lars Sullivan, but he's invisible at the moment. Uh, he put out some weird tweet. I think it was like WWE versus NXT, lol, or something. I think he did anyway, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, the fact that they've brought up all those guys, it, you know, it makes sense to let Ty Dillinger go. Um, also, people like Tyler Breeze and Fandango as well, talented guys. They must be looking at this right now and going, right, hold on a minute. All of a sudden, there's like 10... Or 12 new, really, really, really talented people coming up here. The pecking order is getting massive. What the fuck is going on? So, don't be surprised in the next few months if we start to see more and more requests being handed in. Again, obviously, we saw Hideo Itami. So far, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, Hideo Itami, The Revival, um, Ty Dillinger. I think that's it. I think have all been confirmed that they have officially handed in um, their requests to leave WWE. Obviously, the Revival got rejected, and they're now tag team champions. Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis got rejected. Now he's on 205 Live. Took an L last night, though. I don't think he's won a match yet, has he? If he has, again, I fucking give up with that guy anyway. Um, So, yeah, are we excited to see Ty Dillinger possibly in AEW? Do you want to see him go to New Japan? Maybe even Ring of Honor. If you you know, if you've got thoughts about it, go and hit me up on Twitter at AEW Podcast One. I'd love to get people's thoughts about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's start some threads. Let's get amongst it. But anyway, look guys, this podcast is gonna be really, really short today because I wanted to put it out there, but I am rushing. I've got a lot of things to do today. So the last thing that I'm going to well, sorry, the thing I'm going to end on, should I say, is there is a bit more weight behind the Usos leaving WWE and possibly joining AEW. Uh, the Usos recently became, I think it was six-time WWE Tag Team Champions. They beat The Miz and um, Shane McMahon at Elimination Chamber, which I didn't think made any fucking sense at all whatsoever. That, that must be a sign that they want Usos to stay. And it's like, look, we'll give you another tag team run up to WrestleMania or even past WrestleMania. Um, but it's common knowledge now that the Usos contracts are officially up in April after WrestleMania. Um, oh, it was Dean Ambrose as well. That was the other name that handed in his request and obviously it's been granted. Oh no, not request, he's just said that he's leaving. But anyway, regardless. Um, so yeah, the Usos still haven't signed a new contract yet and there has been serious talks that people are concerned they aren't looking to re-sign plus when you look at it on a whole now um you know with AEW saying that they're going to concentrate on tag teams and the fact that the Usos have done pretty much everything in WWE it looks pretty much set that they could end up leaving WWE in the first place they go to would be AEW but 
More weight got added to this a few nights ago with Rikishi, the father of the Usos. And he basically went on Instagram to congratulate his sons on becoming six-time tag team champions. Uh, Rikishi went on to say, um, the Samoan dynasty legacy continues. There's nothing else to prove, twins. Congratulations, your hard work in the industry will and never be denied in the WWE or anywhere else in the wrestling world. Too legit to pass up on hashtag times up, hashtag soon to be free agents. Uh, he then goes on to say something else about Jonathan Fatu. I think it's something in regards of like, um, as soon as you slip one time, you got the world against you, you know. Um, obviously taken out of what he's, the way he said it. I think that's in regards to when Jimmy OJ, one of them, got arrested overnight and people started turning on him saying, oh, they shouldn't win the tag titles. And then a few nights later, they went and win the tag team titles. <laughs> the fan base is so fucking wet. Like, what the fucking hell? Didn't he stick up for his wife or something? Because the police came around and he was, just, he was just drunk. Like, fucking hell. People seem to forget that these guys are human beings. I understand that they're professionals and they're supposed to be role models, but come on. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> anyway, um, so, yeah, do I think that the Uso, there's a good chance that the Usos aren't going to re-sign with WWE and go to AEW or just go somewhere else? I think there's a good possibility of it, especially with this as well. Um, with Rikishi teasing the fact that they're going to be leaving WWE, that's, bi- that's bigger than people are giving it credit for because if you look at it, one of the main reasons why people were generally looking at this Uso story last month and saying, well, they're not going to leave because um, their legacy's there, their family's legacy's in WWE. Um, you know, you've got Roman Reigns, who when he comes back, he's going to be the face of the WWE. So they could align themselves with him and help to push themselves. But one, they don't need a push, they're already there. Um, the Usos are considered one of the best tag teams in the world, and rightly so as well. But one of the main contribution, one of the main, one of the main contributing facts to the Usos staying in WWE was that it was just down to the family and the fact that the family's been with WWE for so long. But the fact that Rikishi now is coming out and saying hashtag soon to be free agents, hashtag you know could be leaving. There's nothing else left for you to do. It sounds like Rikishi wants them to leave and go and try something new. And AEW is the perfect place to start somewhere new. When AEW, when Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson are coming out and they're introducing that Pentagon and Phoenix, one of the best tag teams in the world, are going to be signing with AEW or they're going to be at least wrestling for AEW. They're going to be focusing on tag team wrestling. They're going to be putting tag team wrestling in the main event. And then you see AEW going out and selling a show in record time and they've not even put one show out yet. You cannot tell me that the Usos are looking at this and going, oh, fuck it, we'll sign a five-year deal with WWE. And if we want to go to AEW in five years when we're no longer at the top of our game and we're five years older, yeah, that'll work out. No, would it fuck? This is the thing that you need to understand. WWE, have they haven't come out and publicly said it, but we all know the news that hit last month is that WWE are looking to sign people up to longer contracts, which means... If someone is running out of a contract after WrestleMania in regards to Dean Ambrose, in regards to the Usos, in regards to anyone else who has a contract coming up 
at the end of WrestleMania. In regards to AJ Styles, who still hasn't signed a new contract with WWE. WWE want to sign these guys to long-term contracts so they don't leave for AEW in the next two years or three years. So, why the fuck are the Usos going to look at it and go, right, six-time tag team champions. We've done everything. We've done everything there is to do in the WWE. We've run it as faces. People got bored of us. Now we've run it as heels and people are over with us. What are they going to do? Are they going to sign five-year contracts? Do the same gimmick for five years? People are still going to be as hot for them in five years when teams like Undisputed Era are going to be coming up. Teams like DIY and The Revival are going to be ruling it. I don't. I really don't see the Uso staying around much longer in WWE. And if I if they do, I don't think it. I don't think that's the best move for them. And I'm taking my hatred of WWE completely out of the equation here. And I'm looking at it at the age basis. I'm looking at at the talent basis. And look, the Usos are going to have fantastic matches with DIY and the Revival and Undisputed and War Raiders in five years. That's awesome. But they're not going to get put up on that pedestal that tag team wrestling needs to be on. Look at WWE's track record in the past few years with tag team wrestling. They don't care about it. Last year at WrestleMania, you had one guy win the tag team titles with a kid. Suck out. Um, I'm going to wrap the podcast up there. That is a perfect note to end on. Look, Usos, if you're going to stay around... Just look at what WWE are offering the tag team division and that should say it all. Oh, man. Um, oh, quick, before I do end the podcast, I want to give a big shout out and I'm just going to pull up his name quickly on Twitter. Um, I was I was going to say at the gas station then. I'm going to sound proper American. Um, I was... There we go. I was at the petrol station, because we say petrol over in Britain. <laughs> uh, I was at the petrol station a couple of nights ago, and I got a tweet from someone, and it re- honestly, it made my fucking week. I wasn't having the best day, to be honest, and then when I read this, uh, it was just awesome. So I want to give a shout out to All Elite Braden. That's All Elite Braden. Uh, AEW forever. Uh, love that name. Uh I'm not going to obviously go into what he said too much, but basically he just sent a really fucking awesome personal DM on Twitter just saying that he really liked um, what I was doing with Elite Talk. He loved the episodes that I was putting out. Um, and he he's a const, um, he's an avid listener. So, um, Braden, I want to say thank you. Thank you very much for those words. You have no idea how awesome it was to read that. Um, so yeah, shout out to my man Braden, Elite Talk, number one fan <laughs> in the world. Uh, but that was obviously just awesome, just to read that. You know, it's like me, like when Daniel, when Daniel asked me to do podcasting, I think it was just after Christmas. I I want I always wanted to get back into it, and. Now that I am taking the time out, you know, I've got so much. I'm at college at the moment, two days a week doing barbering, something that I really love. I'm working Monday, Tuesday and Fridays just so I can have money for the month. Obviously, like, you know, I still I still need fucking money to do shit. Um, and I'm still finding time to podcast out of all that. That's why sometimes a lot of episodes are rushed. That's why this is obviously so short. Um, and last week I couldn't record when I've got the time and I can make the time I'll record because it's something I'm really passionate about and 
years down the line, I'd love to be able to do podcasts full-time. I would love it. You guys would get a much better product out of me. Um, you'd get a much better product out of the rest of the newspaper podcast. Um, so, yeah, I need to wrap it up there because I'm getting off on one. But, yeah, Braden, thank you very much for those words. They were fucking amazing. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, thank you very much for anyone who's taken the time to listen to any of all, any or all of this. I've tripped over my words all day like an absolute stumble bum. Ty Dillinger to AEW, Usos to AEW, Undertaker to AEW. <laughs> Who knows, we shall see. Uh, thank you very much and I will catch you all next time.